Welcome to Search the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Good to be back with all of our listeners again today to open up God's Word, dig a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more, and grow stronger in our faith. Come closer to God is our prayer that as we get into His Word, we continue to come closer to Him, living by His will, understanding what that will is for our lives. Now, Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We keep emphasizing that, and we need to take that to heart. The more we can stay in God's Word, the stronger our faith will, at least it should, remain and even grow stronger because we're getting into that from which our faith develops. Faith does not just happen magically to an individual. God does not just bestow faith upon somebody against their will, but rather, again, the scriptures tell us that as we get into God's word, we study it, we come to understand it, we believe it, and we begin to make the proper applications to our lives, that's how faith develops. So being together and search the scriptures every day is important to the growth, the development, and the strengthening of our faith. We want to encourage you to tell everybody you can about the program. Encourage as many people as you can to come and together with us on, on the times that we're broadcast five days a week and, and listen and learn from God's Word. We really do teach God's Word. Search the Scriptures is not just about the Bible or about God without getting into His Word, we dig deep into God's Word. Now, we encourage you to tell everybody you can to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. When you do that, and it's free, it always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We just want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. When you sign up for our podcasting, you will automatically receive this radio program five days a week. Search the scriptures. But you'll also receive a whole lot more from God's word. You'll receive our Sunday morning Bible class, our Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and a seven-day-a-week short Bible study, only about 13 minutes each day, called Today's Bible Class. All of that will automatically go to your smart device, whether that's your smartphone or whatever other device you choose, and it will always be free. Now, if you're in the Omaha area, we encourage you to come and check us out in person. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha, 3606 North 108th Street. Bible classes begin on Sunday mornings at 930, followed by worship at 1030. And then Sunday evenings, we come back together at 6 o'clock for another period of worship and Bible study. On Wednesday evenings, good time to kind of set aside our busy schedule right in the middle of the week. Come together for midweek Bible classes every Wednesday evening at 6.30. Get our spiritual batteries recharged. Again, come and check us out. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. Study God's Word with us. Grow spiritually with us. Worship God with us. Many people have done that, and many have stayed on. Well, we encourage you to do exactly that. If you have any questions, we'll tell you how to contact us at the end of the program today, and we'd love to hear from you. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study. We're going to be talking about something that I think coming to a really good, rational understanding of this particular subject will be very reinforcing to our faith in God. 
We're going to be talking about where those atheists or kind of pseudo-atheists, if you want to think of it that way, where they come from in trying to explain the universe and its existence, where it came from, and certainly this earth would be part of that whole equation, and where life on this earth, where mankind came from, where did they put their faith? And let me tell you, to believe in what they believe when they discount God, <laughs> there, you talk about a blind leap in the dark, uh, we might ought to say it's not just a blind leap in the dark, they're probably jumping over and over again, leaping, you know, one after another, a number of leaps in the dark. They, they believe what they believe by unverifiable faith. Now, they would say it's not religious faith, although they have almost made their what they would call scientific belief system into a religion. But let me tell you, they, it, they believe what they believe. They, they teach what they teach without being able to prove it in so many cases, and it is, in essence, a blind leap in the dark. Now, they would accuse us. They would accuse Christians who believe in God as the creator because they would say, you can't see God, you can't hear God, you can't touch God, and so you just, have the, you just take this blind leap in the dark that there's a God. Well, again, as we've pointed out through these studies many times, what does the Bible itself lay out as the definition of faith? Hebrews 11 and verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We believe in God not because of some superstitious belief system. We believe in God because of substance and evidence. The evidence points to God as the creator, as our heavenly father. When you take God out of the picture, you've got a real problem because you ultimately come up blank when it comes to trying to explain everything we see around us. Now, in an attempt to explain away God, and I don't know why the mindset is so dogmatic among so much of the science community, although people would try to lead you to believe in that particular community who believe along that particular persuasion that there is no God, that everything we see around us is there because of a naturalistic process. And ultimately, life is here on this earth because of some kind of unexplainable evolutionary uh, happening, and it is unexplainable. Now, they will try to get, a, they'll try to get across the, the dogmatic statement that all of this is absolutely rational. It's absolutely scientific. It's, absolu it's absolutely sure. But when you begin peeling away the layers, they come to a point where they cannot explain how all of this happened because science, the principle of science, what is true science is a belief that is able to be tested 
and verified or unverified through experimentation. Their belief in how the universe came into existence, their belief as to how life on this earth came into being is unverifiable. It's untestable. It cannot be proven through experimentation. So it's unscientific. I call it science fiction. But you see, there are people who they are so tied to being determined that everything has to be explained as some t- kind of naturalistic development or event. And they'll call that science. But again, science does not uphold their belief. They absolutely are dogmatic that it cannot be here by God. God cannot be the creator. God cannot be the force, the power behind what we see all around us with all of its magnificent detail and interaction of support among all of the systems that we observe and experience all around us. How sad it is that so many have such a closed mind as to believing in God as the creator. Well, so how do you explain the universe, its existence, the planets, our planet, the earth? How do you explain the stars, the moons around so many of the planets? How do you explain the universe as a whole with all of its components interacting together in such a harmonious fashion? How do you explain that? Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, that's a very succinct statement that explains how the universe came into being, how this earth ultimately, now the rest of Genesis chapter 1 goes into detail as to how God caused this to happen and that to happen. And so all of the elements that we would see upon this earth that support life and where all the life came from, God put it all into place and in order in an interactive supporting ecosystem. But now, if you take God out of the picture, how do you explain the existence of the uni- of the universe? How do you explain the existence of the earth with its life-supporting atmosphere and all of its interactive mechanisms. You see, Christians don't have to be afraid of science. God created science. Science does not need to be afraid of God. Science, with all of its understandings, that's there by God's design. But when you are determined, as the atheists are, 
the agnostics, the skeptics. Now, the agnostics and the skeptics might say, well, I'm not really an atheist. They're, they're all about the same thing. But when you are determined to absolutely reject the possibility that God created everything we see and put it all in order, then you've got a real problem explaining how everything we see and the order in which it is placed came into being. So in an attempt to explain away God as the creator of the universe, as the creator of this earth and all life thereon, a theory was devised, postulated, come up with, thought up, called the Big Bang Theory. Now, the Big Bang Theory, the premise, is that in an effort to explain what happened at the very beginning of our universe, somebody back along the way, not that far into our more recent history, said discoveries in astronomy and physics have shown beyond a reasonable doubt that our universe did in fact have a beginning. Now, this is the scientific position. So where did that beginning come from? How did the beginning take place? Prior to that moment, that beginning of the universe, as the scientific community would, would state it, there was nothing. Now, did you get that? Discoveries in astronomy and physics have shown beyond a reasonable doubt, this is the scientific position, that our universe did, in fact, have a beginning. But prior to that moment, that beginning point, they would say there was nothing. During and after that moment that the universe began to come into being, there was something. And that resulted in our universe. What was that something? When did it come into being? How did it come into being? They say there was nothing, but then there was something. And from that something came our universe. The Big Bang Theory is an effort to explain what happened during and after that moment when suddenly there was a beginning to our universe, when the moment before that moment there was nothing. Now, I'm not talking about there was chaos. I'm not talking about there was disorder. There was nothing. Nothing. Total emptiness. According to the standard theory, our universe sprang into existence as a singularity around 13.7 billion years ago. Now, I wonder how they get come up with that figure if there was nothing, and then all of a sudden there was something. What is a singularity, and where does it come from? It sounds like a pretty interesting word, doesn't it? And descriptive term of identity, a singularity. Well, what is it? Where does it come from? Well, to be honest, the scientific community says, and this is their statement, their recognition, their admission, we don't know for sure. Did you get that? Now, according to standard theory, the Big Bang, our universe sprang into existence 
as a singularity around 13.7 billion years ago. Now, they can tie that down, they think, pretty close to about that time, 13.7 billion with the B years ago. But now what is the singularity that was the beginning of it all? Where does it come from? Well, they'll say, to be honest, we don't know for sure. Singularities are identified as zones which defy our current understanding of physics. <laughs> well, isn't that something? They're zones which defy our current understanding of physics. They are thought to exist at the core of black holes. But now they can't know that for sure because nobody's gone through a black hole to see what's really there. Black holes are areas of intense gravitational pressure. The pressure is thought to be so intense that finite matter is actually squished into infinite density infinite density, a mathematical concept which truly boggles the mind. Now, did you get that the pressure is thought to be so intense that finite matter is actually squished into infinite density? But of course, you can't tell that for sure because nobody's ever gone through a black hole. These zones of infinite density are called singularities. Sounds like a pretty good scientific term, doesn't it? Well, if you're trying to identify something that you don't really know exists, you're just imagining it. I mean, that's you're thinking it up. You're trying to postulate a hypothesis that might seem, you know, to be potentially sound in reasoning. You can call it anything you want to. A singularity. Sounds good. Our universe is thought to have begun as an, notice this, and infinitesimally small, now that means you can't see it with the naked eye, infinitely hot, infinitely dense, something, a singularity. Now what was that something? Um, they'll say, we don't know. It was a singularity. Well, what's a singularity? Uh, we think maybe it could be this, but you see, nobody's ever seen one. We think maybe it could be at the core of a black hole, but nobody's ever been through a black hole. Nobody knows what's really there. So we think maybe it could be, well, see, if you can't prove something, if you can't support it demonstrably through experimentation in a laboratory, then it's not scientific fact. You might even call some of that kind of thinking a, uh, a wild guess, a wish, imagination. So our universe is thought to have begun as an infinitesimally small, can't see it with the naked eye. We're talking about a lump of matter here, inanimate matter, no life. We're talking about something so small, you'd have to have a powerful microscope to be able to see it, if you could see it even then. Infinitely hot, infinitely dense, it was something. Now, it was not there a moment ago. It just kind of popped into existence. You can't even call that spontaneous generation because spontaneous generation refers to life suddenly coming into being from no life where there was nothing. So you might call spontaneous creation. Well, that violates scientific law. Where did the singularity come from? They're open in their admission. We don't know.
Why did it appear? They'll say, we don't know. How did it appear? They'll say, we don't know. What really was it? Well, it was a singularity. What's a singularity? Well, we can't really tell that for sure because nobody's ever seen one. And so this infinitesimally small, can't see it with the naked eye, got to have a powerful microscope to be able to see it, if you can see it even then. It's so small, so dense, so compact, infinitely hot, infinitely dense, infinitesimally small, and it was not there a moment ago. And then all of a sudden, a moment later, it popped into existence. From where? We don't know. What is it really? We don't know. Why did it come into being? We don't know. And then the supposition is, the blind leap of faith is, now that's already the blind leap of faith. The next blind leap of faith is, for some reason, it kind of went through an explosion type of reaction or action, and then an expansion, and from that little lump of matter that you can't even see with your naked eye, all of the planets, all of the stars, all of the matter in the universe, all of the moons in the whole universe came into being. Does that make any sense to you? First, something came from nothing? Scientifically, we know that's absurd. That's impossible. That's science fiction just popped into existence again nothing comes from nothing something never comes from nothing we know that there is a scientifically accepted law universally accepted in the scientific community the law of cause and effect for something to exist there had to be a cause and the cause had to be greater than the effect whatever that something was. Science cannot explain the existence of the universe without God. We'll dig a little bit deeper next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to open our eyes and our hearts to accept the truth that you are the God, the almighty, all-powerful God, and the creator of the universe of life on this earth and everything that we see around us, even to the borders of the universe. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.